Era podcast. Research matters. Over the last few weeks and months, the COVID-19 pandemic has transformed the way we live, work, research, teach and learn. This series explores the impact of the pandemic on our members and on the field of educational research. Hello, welcome to our podcast. My name is Tracy Hayes. I'm lecturing working with children and families at the University of Cumbria. And um, I'm here with my colleague, Mark Leather, who's Associate Professor of Outdoor Learning and Adventure Education at Plymouth Marjon University. And together we're conveners for the Nature Outdoor Learning and PlaySIG, which we refer to as NOLAP or NOLAP, depending on your accent. Um, and it was launched in July 2019. Yeah, hi there. The aim of this SIG is to provide a focus for the wealth of outdoor learning research taking place in the UK and beyond. We aim for this SIG to work closely with existing SIGs uh, of BIRA and to encourage critical debate from methodological, philosophical, political, creative and educational perspectives by creating a forum for academics, practitioners and students to engage critically in debates around nature, learning and play in outdoor settings and by bringing together colleagues with diverse interests to make a significant contribution to knowledge development and exchange. Now we firmly believe that nature, outdoor learning and play is about much more than just fun and games. There is a serious side that enables us to explore some of the most pressing problems facing the world particularly climate change, biodiversity loss, and finding positive ways for humans to coexist with the more than human world in a more sustainable way. Playful, nature-based activities provide ways of learning about the outside world and understanding our place within this, and enable the development of a positive relationship with nature, with other people, and with ourselves. Outdoor practice actively seeks to help make these connections with nature in natural places to generate an ethic of care from the local to the global. We really want to encourage research across the lifespan into nature, outdoor learning and play with a focus on the health, well-being and educational benefits that may be provided within a range of educational contexts. We had a really successful first year. The launch event in London in July 2019 was very well attended and there was a wonderful range of presentations at the Beer Annual Conference in September 2019. This included a hot topic session on young people's responses to climate change, which led on to a blog series called Education for Our Planet and Our Future, edited by Kevin Smith. We were looking forward to building on this in 2020. In March, we were planning to support a session on babies in the outdoors and were due to facilitate an interactive workshop at the British Curriculum Forum event on a curriculum for well-being. Of course, both events, unfortunately, were cancelled due to COVID-19. Thankfully, we were able to record the workshop for a virtual version of the Curriculum for Wellbeing event. So what does a curriculum for well-being look like from the perspective of our special interest group? Well, we argue that it needs to provide effective ways of addressing concerns about both health and well-being of people and the environment. 
and this is aligned to contemporary issues, for example, childhood obesity, poor mental health, and lack of engagement with or poor understanding of the natural world. However, we can't ignore that the environment is under threat from human activities, from what we do and the way we do it. DEFRA's 25-year plan and Public Health England's strategic plan emphasise that our approach to healthy, healthy lifestyles is shaped by our early experiences and the environment around us. So we need to pause to be reflective on our own experiences and consider how those may impact on our practice, on the way we design and teach a curriculum for well-being. Which is why it is so important that we take the time to reflect on this and, where needed, to challenge ourselves to consider different ways of doing things, as indeed we've been forced to do by current events. It has been noticeable over the last months as we adjust to current circumstances and attempt to plan for a new normal, well, whatever that may be, just how important important it is for our health and well-being to have access to a local outdoor space and how varied this is, which is a real social justice issue in our eyes. The situation we have found ourselves in has highlighted the disparities between those of us who are fortunate to have private outdoor spaces, gardens and allotments, and access to nearby accessible green spaces and those in our society who do not. This is troubling and is something that we need to address as educators and researchers. We need to explore pressing problems facing the world, not just the global pandemic, but climate change and biodiversity loss. We need to find positive ways for humans to coexist with non-humans more sustainably. Playful, nature-based activities provide ways of learning and understanding our place within this and enables the development of a positive relationship with nature, other people and with ourselves. Outdoor practice actively seeks to help make connections with nature, to generate an ethic of care from the local to the global. The focus of much of our work is on inclusion how we can effectively support children and young people and adults with a range of differing abilities and opportunities to access their local outdoor spaces. We're interested in playful pedagogies that challenge traditional, more conventional pedagogies and contribute positively to a range of more positive health and education outcomes for students and for educators. We were looking forward to the 2020 annual conference delighted with the abstracts accepted for our SIG. We had a symposium plan to look at shifting perspectives on nature through pedagogical practices, asking critical questions around how we may combine science and art-based approaches to shift perspectives away from a human-centered view of the world to one that views humans as only one thread in the web of life. Each paper outlines the rationale for the author's proposed approach, offering evidence-based suggestions for incorporating this into teaching practice, with the aim of positively affecting societal and environmental change. With the cancellation of this year's conference, we hope to share this with you in a virtual way, and we are hoping that authors of the other accepted sessions 
will join us for this. Nature, outdoor learning and play has never seemed as vital as it does today as we live through the current COVID-19 pandemic. There are many initiatives encouraging us to make the most of nature on our doorstep, in our gardens, local parks, local green spaces. For many, us included, nature has become our sanctuary, somewhere that offers solace and healing. Studies show that as little as 20 minutes a day can be beneficial to your health, whether this involves bird watching, walking, eating lunch in the garden. However, the pandemic has also highlighted the extremes of inequalities by showing that access to good quality green space is a social justice issue. The closure of parks disproportionately impacts people from a black, Asian, minority, ethnic and also people from poorer communities who have less access to shared spaces or private gardens. With the additional closure of many school grounds, first schools, community gardens, city farm parks, there are limited options for many people. Much of the outdoor learning sector has been devastated by the pandemic. Staff have been furloughed and centres closed. They will need support to recover. Looking forward, we really must find ways to make nature more accessible to everyone through local and national policies and educational initiatives. With the gradual reopening of educational places, outdoor spaces will be vital and therefore we need to consider how best to do this in a considered and mindful way that acknowledges the needs of the environment as well as people. We hope that you will join us to do this and we welcome your thoughts on how best to do this. Thanks for listening to the Beera podcast. For the latest news on Beera events and activities, visit www.beera.ac.uk. Follow our Twitter account on at Beera News.